0: I'm Kate Northrup
1: and I'm Mike Watts and we're partners in life, love and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike show where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike show. This is Kate. This is Mike. <sighs> All right. So, hun, do you want to start with a listener shout out? Sure. Well, before we do that, I am really excited about this particular topic because I would say if we look back over the last several years since we've had kids and since our time has gotten constricted, I would say we just like, have less freedom and ability to do whatever we want when we want, like before we had kids, the principle we're going to teach you today for me, at least, I can only speak for myself, has made the biggest impact in terms of making the most of the time we do have. Because, you know, we've all heard that phrase if you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. So, people who have structure and limitations on their time, because they have a lot going on, tend to get things done. Because they have to. And the principle we're about to walk you through is going to help you to become more efficient and effective with your time and get a bigger result in fewer hours with less energy expended. So that's where we're headed. Stay tuned. But for now, let's do a listener review.
1: Great. This is coming from Canada. This is Dr. Sarah Green, who says she loves the podcast my husband and I are also in business together with kids. So I appreciate <laughs> hearing from the two of you who are in a similar situation and looks forward to the podcast every week.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I love that. So thanks um, for
1: listening, Sarah.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Sarah.
1: You can uh, send me a DM on Instagram at Mike J. Watts and we'll drop something special in the mail for you.
0: Amazing. Great. So next up. Something that we forget to do a lot is to say, if you like what you're listening to, especially if you're new to the podcast, we've had a couple of big episodes lately, so you might be new, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Sometimes we do bonus episodes, and the only way you'll hear about those, because most of the time we don't send our bonus episodes out to our email list or post about them on social. So the only way you would hear about them is to subscribe. And if you like what you're listening to, screenshot it, tag us on social, share it in your stories, whatever you got. We really genuinely see when you share and when you are listening. And we love hearing your insights. We love hearing your takeaways, your ahas. And please, of course, spread the episodes around, share them with a friend, you know, text a friend when you like it, something like that, because the more people who listen in, the better for, well, for multiple things, right? For them, for the world, and certainly we want to grow the podcast. So, all right. So, let's get into the 80 20 rule. So, spoiler alert, we're talking about the 80 20 rule today. And so, the 80 20 rule is also known as Pareto's principle, and it is that 80% of our results, will come from 20% of our efforts. So the old model of productivity is, you put in an hour, you get out an hour, right? The idea is that there's a linear progression that if you want bigger results, you need to go. If you want to 100 times your results, you need to 100 times your effort. But when you actually begin to look at the reality and the data of revenue and time spent and energy spent, what you'll find is that there are these leverage points of key areas that if you just go a little more into those leverage points, you can actually 100X your results through only you know 20Xing your efforts. And not even possibly increasing your efforts at all, but just redirecting the time and energy you're spending to the most effective areas. Because most of us, are working on too many things, are spread too thin, and therefore can't have a big impact on any particular area because it's like we're using the fine, it's like, let's pretend, I'm sure you've heard this example before because it's one of my favorites. Let's pretend you've been potting plants and there's a bunch of dirt on your front walk and you wanna move the dirt and you have a hose and your goal is to get the dirt off your front walk. And on your hose, it's got the multiple spray settings. And so you decide you are going to use the fine mist spray setting to move the dirt. Well, what ends up happening is there's a little bit of water going on a lot of area, and all you do have is wet potting soil. It just is wet. It doesn't go anywhere. There's zero movement. But then you realize, oh, what if I got a lot of water through a little area on the power spray setting? What would happen then? And you start to spray the potting soil off your front walk, and suddenly it's off the front walk, and you have a clean front walk. So you got the result you wanted because you put your energy and attention through a small area as opposed to your energy intention over all the holes in your sprayer. Did that example make sense, Mike? Yep. Okay, so we're going power spray, not fine mist. And so that's really essentially what the 80-20 rule is. And most of us are doing fine mist in all the areas in our lives. So rather than focusing on a couple of goals for the year, we have like 35 of them and therefore we do none of them. And what we need to do is look at the areas of our life where we want to have growth and movement And we need to identify the one or two things that are going to move the needle the most and go all in on those so that we're not distracted, inefficient, all over the place, drained, all of that. Because when you use the fine mist setting, it also really drains your energy so you have less energy to give to the projects and the people in your life that matter. So, there's a couple of different areas that this can apply to your business and certainly to your life because people have asked me after hearing about the 80 20 rule well, how would I apply this to my personal life? How would I apply this to my marriage? How would I apply this with my kids? And you can totally apply it in those areas as well. So I'm going to walk you through a few examples and then how you can come up with your own 80-20 in various areas of your life. And this is going to be an efficient episode. But before I get into that stuff, Mike, is there anything you want to chime in on on the 80-20, like about how You read about it in Tim Ferriss's book, right? um, Oh, yeah. This is
1: like new. Yeah.
0: I'm aware. Yeah, (laughs) That's where I first heard about it.
1: Right. That's I heard about it from I heard about it. I mean, the Pareto principle we studied in school. But then I heard about when it came to like business stuff was from Tim Ferriss inside the four hour work week. God, talking about a book that's like affected so many people. I know. It's crazy. Um,
0: What context did you learn about it in school? Like in engineering? It's like a science thing, isn't
1: it? Or
0: something? Where is
1: the Pareto principle from? Like, I remember talking I about it. I learned about school.
0: it from Tim Ferriss, so I actually oh. don't
1: know. <laughs> I feel like I heard this in school something, but I didn't do anything with it. Um,
0: Probably in physics, there's something about 20% of effort and 80% of results, yeah. but I just don't know.
1: Wherever Pareto principles, maybe somebody can uh, let us know where you would study that in school. But I do remember it there, and then actually putting it into work- wise, like in our life was more for the four hour work week. I feel like to really kind of what we're going to talk about today, it, cause a lot of, we think we have to change everything right now, right? It's like, Oh, let me do hundred percent. I'm going to change it all right now. But I, this is something that takes time where you look at like one thing and then you kind of move on to the next thing and you implement over time and you'll start to, as you start to put this in your life, you'll start to see where you're you'll start to see where this is not being used in your life and then you can make the uh, adapt to change for those certain things. There's definitely probably one thing we can all think of that we need to change the way that we approach that, right? And we could say do that it's right now. the
0: area of your life that's the most draining. Yes. And the first one that comes to mind right now is definitely it.
1: Yes. So So that just focus on that for the rest of this conversation, whatever your first one that you come to that Kate just gave that example, just think about what that is for you and we'll focus on that for the rest of this episode.
0: So I want to be really transparent right now and just say that yesterday we went through half, almost half of our open projects list as a company with our new project manager. And... After that conversation, I will speak for myself, I felt a little bogged down and overwhelmed because I realized how many open loops we have as a company. So I want to say that what I'm going to do, because we have a follow-up for the second half of the open projects (laughs) list (laughs) to go over um, on Thursday, we're recording this on a Tuesday. But what I'd like to do as we, in that meeting, is actually look at it from the 80-20 rule and say, okay, out of these projects, what are the 20% that are going to drive 80% of our revenue, 80% of our impact, 80% of our satisfaction, 80% of our growth? Because I think right now as a company, and I'll tell you why I'm sharing this in a second, but right now as a company, I think when we look at that project list, it just hasn't been ranked. And so that's why it feels heavy because We're not treating it all as equally important necessarily, but I think we have not identified like, okay, let's write down on a big piece of paper, here's the 20%, we're going all in on these and which ones of these is in the 80% that we can then prune and get rid of. Because all of that, like I feel like we're a little bit in fine mist setting. And the reason I am sharing that is because this is a constant practice. There's not some moment in the future where you're suddenly like nailed it, done forever. Now I don't have to think about setting boundaries or refinement or pruning or like I've now I've learned how to say no once. So I'll never end up with a project or, you know, event that I don't want to do again. No, it's not going to happen. Like this is a daily practice. So just like we create mindfulness in our lives around, I don't know, like maybe you're creating more mindfulness in your eating and you're trying to Chew more and breathe more as you eat. I could really work on that. <laughs> or maybe you're, I don't know where you're trying to create more consciousness, but this is a consciousness raising practice that we're always on in our business. And I'll tell you, you know, some of the stories and the examples of how far we've come because 10 years ago, we were not applying this even nearly as much. And we've really nailed it in certain areas. But I just gave that example. We are fine misting it when it comes to open projects. And it's time to cull and prune and use the 80 20 rule in that area of our business. Because I will say, like, I know for sure when we are doing too much because I start to feel bogged down and anxious. And I don't like feeling that way. And that's a sure sign. If you feel bogged down, anxious, or overwhelmed, then you probably need the 80-20 rule. And it's science, apparently. <laughs> so, so this really works. So, maybe. Maybe. So here are just a couple of examples. For I had heard about this principle. You know, I think about it a lot. My mind was blown by it when I first read about it. And yet, I had not found anybody talking about a way to... Apply it in a practical way to my business. People were saying, like, oh, yeah, like 20% of your customers will bring in 80% of your results. 20% of your revenue streams will bring in 80% of your revenue. 20% of your activities will bring in 80% of your results in whatever area you're looking at. But I just was like, well, how do I actually figure that out? Like, how do I get a list of my 20% so I can hold myself to it? And so since I couldn't find that anywhere, I came up with a way myself to do it. And it's a very simple process that I will verbally walk you through. But if you want the more in-depth version of this with a companion handout, all you need to do is go over to katenorthrop.com forward slash book and get yourself a copy of Do Less and the 80-20 rule. How-to lesson workshop is one of the bonuses that you get when you order your copy of Do Less. If you've already ordered a copy of Do Less and you didn't grab those bonuses, go over there and type in your information and you'll get access to the bonuses right away. And so you'll you'll be able to get a more in-depth version of this. But I'm going to give you the quick and dirty. I'm going to give you the 20% version that's going to give you 80% of the results. And that is the following. Choose an area of your life. And it Mike already walked you through that. I'm going to give a business example because apparently this is a podcast about business, even though we tend to talk a lot about other things. So take a piece of paper, blank piece of paper, draw a line down the middle of it on the left-hand side, write down all the activities and tasks you do in this area of your life on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So in business, for me, it's, you know, like writing emails to our customers, writing emails that are marketing emails, being on social media, being on podcasts, recording our podcast, creating new content, going to conferences, speaking at conferences, writing books, sometimes doing other stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I get those, are, but those are my examples. And I think everyone, you know, you'll have your own examples. And then on the right hand side, write down your biggest business wins to date. So it could be, getting your first client. It could be your very first online sale. It could be landing a great podcast. It could be making your first $100,000. No win is too big or too small. And I'll hear from people saying, well, I don't have any business wins. You know, I'm six months in, i've had no wins and i would really urge you and encourage you to think bigger because if you've opened the doors to your business and you're telling yourself you don't have any wins i would like to say to you that you have opened the doors to your business and that is a huge win what were the minute steps along the way that could be considered wins and that is a mindset thing that's throwing on your rose-colored glasses if you would put on your rose-colored glasses pretend that you are talking to a dear friend of yours who you love tremendously and you are trying to help them see how brilliant they are, then look at your business and then find your big wins because they're there. And uh, when we can't see them, it's because we have a negativity bias, which is totally normal. And by the way, if you're in your luteal phase, it will be even worse. (laughs) But know that the wins are there and if you need help, ask a friend. Okay, and then what you wanna do is take a pen you've already have a pen because you're writing and draw a line from the big win to the task that directly resulted in that big win. So the task or activity. Now there might be a few, but for me, when I did this exercise, because I created it for our origin membership, I was blown away by what I found. And what I found was that the things that had led to my biggest wins were the following. They were creating content, of all different kinds. And I could even break it down. I could do like a sub 80-20 analysis and say, okay, which content, which content creation then leads to 80% of our results, right? So I could do that. I haven't done it yet, but maybe I will. That sounds actually kind of fun. I love analyzing things. So what I found was my 20% was creating content and making connections, connecting with people. Here's what was so big about that. I spent most of my 20s in New York City, Connecting with people, going on coffee dates, going to conferences, going to panels, showing up at events, meeting people. I literally like I did that like it was my full time job. I did it, though, because it was fun and because I was like, I live in New York City and I'm in my 20s and I have no responsibilities. I'm just going to go meet people and check out what's going on in the world. And I had a lot of guilt around that because I felt like, A, I had gotten into quite a bit of debt, and that's the whole story in my book, Money, A Love Story, and how I got out of it and how you can too. (laughs) Um, And I felt guilty about it. And I felt like I had frittered away my time and that I hadn't really gotten forward motion because I didn't have a lot to quote unquote show for it, right? It wasn't visible. And also, it had been so joyful for me. Like, I felt like I was playing. But what was so cool is when I did the 80 20 analysis, I realized oh my gosh, all of those connections, all of those relationships have led to my big wins that I was able to identify in my 30s. So, just because it was, you know, eight years later doesn't mean it wasn't time well invested. And I continue to invest in those relationships. Because number one, it brings me joy. So that's the number one reason to do anything. But number two, it gets us results. Like, those relationships matter. And they matter not in a transactional way, but they matter in that we are all in this together and none of us is meant to do it alone. That 20% for me is my zone of genius, creating content, connecting with people. And for you also, your 20% will likely point you in the direction to getting clearer on your zone of genius. There are two books to help you with this if you want to know more about the zone of genius concept, which are Gay Hendrick's book, The Big Leap. Phenomenal, if you have not read that book. And then the second one is our friend, Laura Garnett. She was on the podcast. Her book is called The Genius Habit. So both two great resources. And then Ra Goddess is going to be on the podcast next week. Her book called The Calling, holy cannoli, that one's going to really hook you up with your zone of genius and your mission. So tune in, make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss Ra. I've been working with her for the last six months and she has blown my mind. Okay. So that's what I did. It was mind-blowing. And I was also able to like, forgive this whole guilt hangover I had about time I had spent in my 20s that I thought I had spent that time. But it turns out I had invested that time. Because when we invest our time, we get dividends. We get results. When we spend our time, we don't get that time back. And so what I really want you to be thinking about is what are the results that you want And then what are the tasks that you're doing? And do this little analysis. It will be right there, crystal clear, on paper. And I would actually be really interested to hear your results. So if you would send me a DM or share this episode and let me know you know, with a screenshot in your stories, just tag me at Kate Northrup and tag Mike at Mike J. Watts. And let us know, what did you find out? What did you learn about yourself? And how can you apply that? Because I know for me, like last year when Mike was sick, we talked about that a lot. I was really needing to dial it in because I didn't have any spare energy to waste. I certainly couldn't spend my time. I needed to invest my time because my bandwidth was limited because Mike was not able to be involved in the business. And I knew I couldn't go down because then who would take care of our children? And so I needed to conserve my energy. And so I went doubled down on the 20%. So I knew in the hours that I had, and this is the same thing during the first year of Penelope's life when we were like just making it through the day, I doubled down. If I knew she's sleeping for an hour, okay, I better be creating content or making a powerful connection right now. And so that's been really huge for me. And I have a few other examples, but I just want to lob it over to you, Mike, and and see if you have any reflections on this for your own life because you're in a different, you know, like I know that you're in a different phase of the inquiry around this than I am.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: I just mean that like, I think that I've spent some time recently really articulating what my 20% is. And I think that we are more in a phase of articulating what that is for you, but maybe it hasn't been nailed down yet.
1: Got it. Would Um, you say that's accurate? Yes and no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess you could put it that way. I mean, I've never really thought about it from that perspective, but that's most likely what's happening.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Great. Yeah,
1: no problem. I took 80% of the time to explain what the 20% was.
0: So, your answer is yes?
1: So, my answer is yes. (laughs) So, I'm going with the yes. No, I mean, when it comes to our business, like, the role of you know, you being able to hone in what your 20% is, has definitely changed, but it's pretty much been the same since we started. And so there was, of course, a little bit other things that were happening in there, but for the most part, it's it's basically been there. And it's almost, there's an element of where all the other 80% of things that needed to get done, just I was the other, you were the 20% and I was the 80% of all of that. So it's to the point where That's not sustainable inside of our company moving forward. It's not sustainable for me, put it that way. Like it's just to the point where I already, especially since we had Ruby, like that's clearly been obvious because my skin broke out and then I got sick and, you know, everything else took place. But it's not finding, uh, it's losing like, not, it's losing like the joy from it where you're spending and many people can probably relate to this because it's not just about your, it's maybe not your business, but just think about like, Your life with if you have kids, or just what life is in general and what that looks like. So it's finding what that importance, like just take life as a concept, right? We are there's like 80% of the things that we do are like, I don't want to be negative about it, but it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I get dressed and you know i gotta wash my face i gotta take a shower like these things can it's be minutia right you find of course you can say like oh find the joy and all of right it's like the whole self-help industry it's like find the joy in what that is but
0: i do think that's important
1: n- oh. no i'm <laughs> saying that it is important but like you said it's minutia <laughs> it right it's like and then there might be you might be able to write which is what your your joy or your genius habit is or what your thing is like five percent of the day right? Like if you're lucky, right? It's like you spend 5% of your day writing and doing what you truly do. I would actually be
0: super psyched if I spent 5% of my day writing.
1: Right. So it's like how our actual lives exist and where we do like 20% of the things that we're doing on a daily basis probably bring us that most joy, which helps us process the other 80% a lot of the times, right? Like putting your kids down to bed. I talked about this on the podcast recently and we talked about this with our friends at dinner the other day. It's, the same, it's like Groundhog Day every night, right? It's like the same routine that can take place. But it's like, how do you find the joy in what that experience is to be like, oh, I get to spend this time with the kids as we're putting them down and it's sweet and it's not going to last forever, etc. Right? So, it's just taking that moment where you check out of everything else that's happening and you're just there with the little humans in that moment. So. Uh, For me though, like, so to answer your question, that was a longer answer, but it is, yeah, it's a hundred percent. I think where we're at currently in the business, because I th- feel like the space has been created because when you were pregnant and then post Penelope, like there was, it was for us to really figure out what it is that you needed to be doing. So that allowed us, allowed this train to keep moving and everything else was taken off the plate. And then even pregnant with Ruby, et cetera. And that's just kind of grown from there. And now it's to the place where I'm pregnant. (laughs) Not really, people. I'm just kidding. But like the same type of space that you needed to create. We are not, we're not pregnant or Kate's not pregnant, I should say. And this that might have been like, we're announcing something right here. We're not. We're done. Um, Yeah. We are
0: a four person family. (laughs) We
1: fit really well with four people. Thank you. So, but it's my, like, it's that moment where, It was, I was forced to with skin, and now I'm choosing to do that. Right. So it's much different aspect that we have that space. Like we've created some space in our company and um, to be able to do that. So to go back to what I'm able to do, like my 20% that I thoroughly enjoy with this, it's like I'm obsessed with learning and. I've never said that before. This is the first time. Oh, exclusive on our own podcast. (laughs) Hello. But it's like, I'm just obsessed with learning how people run their lives. Like my buddy got me back on the succession episodes on HBO, the show. And he told me to look at it from the perspective of everyone is trying to get ahead Everyone is trying to take advantage of the other situations so they can get what they actually want. And I'm watching it from that lens to be like, this is fascinating. It's a fascinating how we, we, we want our, you know, it's fast. So from the learning perspective, it's constantly learning. So that could be books or podcasts and just in learning. And there's been a, there's a downside to that and there's a good side to that. Right. And then also, but just like working out. So I know working out is very important for my body. And that can be anything. That could be just going on a walk for an hour in the woods. That could be riding my mountain bike. But just like the staple that's taken place. And I used to go to CrossFit uh, to CrossFit classes for an hour, etc. You do an hour-long CrossFit in the gym. But I, the thing that has helped the most in the last few months, post being sick, I like started working out again. It's the street parking workouts that we do. So it's streetparking.com. And they're at-home workouts. It's like the shift program. I did one this morning. And it took me 10 minutes. Like, the warm-up's a little bit longer, but the actual... Like, so, for overall, I did my mobility work. So, in 45 minutes this morning, I did 22 minutes of mobility work. And then I did a warm-up, which took about five minutes. And then I did a warm-up for 10. Or a workout for 10 minutes. So, basically, like, in 40 minutes, I pretty much got everything done. And you get a... I'm sweating. I'm uh, like, I'm sweating. (laughs) Sweating. I'm I'm sweating.
0: I'm sweating. I'm
1: sweating. In 20 minutes, I got a pretty darn good workout. Right? And or in 10 minutes, I should say. So it's allowed me to just simplify that. And then if if there's some days I want to go on a longer bike ride, then I'll go do that, et cetera. But it's like, that's one place to start when it came to my workouts. Really like, this is very important to me. Sometimes getting to a gym for an hour is like, or like driving there an hour and a half, et cetera, can be a little bit long. So that's one thing from the business perspective, uh, we kind of explained that, but go ahead.
0: Can I just interject and to put in the context of like, let's say that your overall well being is the topic. Yep. The twenty percent would be the working. That's out That gives you eighty yeah. percent of the results, and I find that for myself. Right. Absolutely. Yep. That's really part of the body first, business second philosophy. But there's more to it than just exercise. But but yeah. absolutely, I'm the I'm the same.
1: Yeah, and I would say in my day now, it's just really awareness. So it's like every day there's awareness about like if I eat this certain food. I might not feel great. So it's like, it's that, it's that dial. Remember we were talking about sparkling water. Wasn't it Topo Chico on here? We were joking around one time that was giving, you know, the whole thing. Oh, how yeah. it was
0: like making yeah. you feel woozy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Or the spindrift, you know. Um, oh, it
0: was the spin drift? <laughs> yeah. It was that spindrift.
1: But just. Yeah, that was yeah. so funny. So, but even. Like it could be beverage, it could be a beverage, it could be food, it could be eating at a certain time of day, eating too early in the day. You know, it's like when you wake up and eat like a bar of chocolate. Let's say might not be a good idea. I, I haven't done that in probably a couple of years, but like I know, I don't know the last time I've done. I tried it with Dave Asprey, the bulletproof. He said he eats on a plane because he doesn't eat the plane food. He eats two chocolate bars of his chocolate bar. I just so. It's wow. realizing, it's realizing like, I love a the coffee. Caffeine. It's a lot of caffeine. I love the coffee ritual, the whole experience from it. But coffee gives me these crazy jitters And it's just like, so that would
0: be also like, so within that context, that's because this works the opposite way. So there's 20% of your actions or activities or input that'll give you the 80% of results that are the positive 80% of the results or the negative. So for you, having coffee is a 20% input that actually gives you an 80% negative output. Yep. So you'll also have your 20%. It's sort of like that standard deviation curve. You'll have your 20% on either end of the spectrum. That's like, yes, double down on these 20% to get the 80% results and really cut out the bottom 20% to reduce the 80% of the negative. Mm. So for you, that's coffee. For a lot of people, it's alcohol, right? That's the one thing that will make everything else easier or unnecessary in your life in terms of your well-being it could be alcohol and we did two amazing episodes back to back with holly whitaker and laura mccowan in the last two weeks so listen in if you haven't listened yet yeah okay, so
1: but yeah that i mean that kind of covers that's a few things that i do
0: well i just want to doing, say
1: doing the, the the what's the thing i, I don't know. the
0: exercise oh my planner
1: the thing that you created about the weekly, your yeah. uh, your and the universe to-do list. Yes. So my to-do list and the universe to-do list, that's been very helpful for me from a business planning perspective once I started actually using the tools that you've created. So
0: <laughs> fascinating. Well, I just want to say one thing, two things, which is number one, thank you so much for allowing me to do my 20%. And I'm super on board to allow you to do your 20%. So like I'm in for that. And so I just want to say thank you for all the support all these years and oh, helping well, me shine. You. It's very obvious that the only reason I have been able to do my 20% is because you have been picking up the slack. And now it is time for somebody else to pick up the slack. So let it be known, folks. 2020, we're working on this. Yeah. Number two. Thanks. Yeah, thank you.
1: You Um, said that I would let me shine and the the sunlight is coming in the window, very (laughs) shining, very nicely on your face right
0: now. Really nice. Number two, I just think it's really important that, you know, thank you for being honest about that this is not like, especially from a business perspective, you have you don't have 100% clarity because this is not something that you... Yes, I did the exercise and it was super crystal clear and I happened to have a circumstance where it was easy to make any adjustments. And to be perfectly honest, I was already in a position once I did this exercise where it was pretty easy to dial it in, yep. right? Not everyone's going to be in that no. circumstance. And so I'm not trying to like make you feel bad if it's good. like this may take a while and that's yep. okay because what else are we doing <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true like don't have progress to, and growth and working on stuff we, so. we are
1: doing this crazy detox like experiment right it's too early to talk about everything but you know the ideas like kate went through a seven week eight week seminars Eighth. for all every so every night there was like new things to do once a week yeah once a week and it was like it's it's overwhelming when you look at this grand scale of what needs to take place, and then I remember Sinclair on it was just like, guys, it took us a long time to imp- implement all these things. Like, start with one thing at a yeah, time. Yeah, like so, I
0: didn't do it in eight weeks. Like, yes, I'm laying you're up. yeah. Um, but Kate
1: was trying. You did really I'm good. Doing most of
0: this, <laughs>
1: you did really good.
0: I'm doing more than twenty yeah. percent. That's for sure. I'm probably doing eighty percent. Yeah, but um, this is
1: this is a great example. I know we're we're getting short. We are. As we're saying these things, you might realize like, oh, I don't like fit into here or struggling with like in the family, you know, dynamic or what that is. And it just, it will take a little bit of time. I feel like to find your footing, right? Sometimes. So if it's a new job or it's a career or you're you're transitioning right now, I have a buddy of mine. We both have a buddy of ours that is in massive career transition. And... I sent him a voicemail this voicemail this morning and just like, look, dude, like kind of a lot of the things that you might be feeling is because of this transition you're going from. You're going from relying on other people in a job, like having a job and getting a paycheck to creating your own dynamic of what you want in the world. And based off our USANA experience that we've went through, based off just us doing this educational content that we put out, like putting all the eggs in your own lap, in your own basket, can also be very uncomfortable with this. So I feel like that as things are evolving for your own 80 20 rollout, because you could do one of these, like Kate mentioned, things that you could do on the to put the line down the piece of paper, split it up, right? Like put it on, you can do the business and then also you do household stuff, right? Like your personal life, let's say with the family, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And I would say that around the business, you can even go micro. And I actually want to do a little bit of this because we are it's January. The year is still fresh. I really want to look at, okay. And we did look at all time, but I want to look at 2019. We looked at all time revenue. We have had 10 revenue sources that are currently for sale right now, way more than that, that aren't aren't available, but 10 that are for sale right now. And two of them have brought in easily 80% of the revenue from all of those. So there's a really great example. That's an exact 80-20. Now, sometimes it's going to be more like 93-7 or 70-30, but it's always going to be like less of the input is going to equal more of the output. And what I think would be really powerful for us as a company, and we can report back, is to actually do an 80-20 analysis on all of our promotions. So as the Mm post-launch... Debrief to say, okay, which 20% of our efforts here led to 80% of the results? Was it the Facebook lives? Was it the Instagram ads? Was it the email sequence? And I understand that that will require some analytics and some special links and stuff. But just so the more that we can dial in to say, for example, we know that from our social media tracking that we do every single week with our scorecard, which is based on the Book traction. Uh, we have this scorecard and we look at our social media stats. And we know that after we started looking at those for a while, the truth is that like super branded images just don't do well. And so that was an example of those were taking 80% of the time to create and driving less than 20% of the results versus a quick selfie story that I do after we put the girls to bed before Mike and I watch a show. That's taking me five minutes and driving 80% of our results. So that's just a practical example of just one minute area of our business, which is Instagram stories. So we can look at it in terms of also customers. 20% of your customers will be driving 80% of your revenue. 20% of your customers will also be creating 80% of your headaches. Fire them. Stop marketing to that customer avatar. Get rid of them because you don't. You deserve better. 20% of your customers will be the 80% most delightful to work with. Make a profile of who those people are. They become the people you write all of your marketing to. And those people are your ideal customer avatar. So make a conglomerate of them. Give her a name. And that is your girl. That is your woman. That is your person, mm-hmm. possibly your man or they. And then also 80% of your enjoyment is going to come from 20% of your actions and activities. Mike said that already. For me during the book launch for Do Less, 80% of my book sales or book traction, I would say, came from 20% of the podcast interviews that I did. Yep. And that
1: we can measure. So...
0: It's a little hard to measure. Right? Like
1: that That we saw an uptick based off certain podcast episodes in that moment. But that it's like, they
0: got released that week right. and there was an uptick in I'll just sales. put an
1: asterisk with what Kate just said too, because there's also the long-term game, oh, right? Sure. We look at the long-term... Out- like, so somebody that listened to a podcast today might not... Maybe there'll be a part of the community in like five years from now, right? They heard the name or whatever, or heard you, you talk about your story, et cetera. But yeah. So go ahead.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah. And so for me, that's allowed me to get more clear to say, let's take it off the fine mist spraying for interviews and let's put it on power spray. and let's. And there was a situation where I actually did cancel 17 appointments and then within an hour... I got an email from one really big media outlet saying, we'd like to have you on because I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling spread way too thin. And I it, it meant disappointing 17 people. And I said, you know what? My well-being and sanity is worth it. I was very kind about mm-hmm. it. I apologized. I did it directly. And literally within an hour, we got that email from a pitch that had been sent over six months ago. So it was kind of wild. And then with your health and well-being, Mike spoke about this with exercise. With me, it's definitely exercise, hydration, and sleep. Those are my 20% that give me 80% of the results with well-being. And if things get crazy, schedule-wise, travel-wise, whatever, I just got to make sure to hydrate and sleep. Exercise is extra if I can, but hydration and sleep or the 20% literally that make everything in my entire life better. And so you know, so here's what we've got for you. What I want you to do is choose an area of your life. Do this quick 80-20 analysis. Again, you can go over to katenorthup.com forward slash book if you want to go ahead and get that free workshop on this and get the download. But, you know, all you need is a blank piece of paper. I told you how to do it. Um, how is that for a totally down sell? Good. <laughs> um, also, <one> most life,
1: <laughs> most most things in life. You just need a blank piece of paper. And you really it.
0: just need a pen yeah. and a paper. But, you know, go over there. There, get the workshop. And also as we wrap up here, I just want you to know this takes vigilance. This takes discipline, but we can make it fun. Like I find so much joy throughout my day. If I'm about to embark on something on a task or activity that is not in my 20%, I go through my quick mental Rolodex of like, who else could do this? Or is this even necessary to do at all? Or does this need to be done now? Which are the three main questions that I ask when I'm filling out my weekly to-do list. And if it does not need to be done by me, if it's not in my 20%, I am finding another way for it Mm -hmm. to get done or I'm just not doing it Mm -hmm. and I'm just canceling it. And so that is a mental practice that we all just need to practice. It's a habit to form so that your answer to doing something new is not sure I can do that, but is in fact, hold on. Let me see if that fits within the structure of the best use of my time. Mm -hmm. And I want you to start practice saying that is not a good use of my time. Like that should be one of your mantras that comes out of your mouth or in an email at least once a day. That is not a good use of my time. You don't have to tell people that directly, but like (sighs) that's what's happening in your mind. And then you are writing an email like, thank you so much for asking me to do that. I'm not able to because whatever blessings on your project. I hope it goes well. That would be a kinder thing to say. Then that's not a good use of my time. (laughs) But that does need to be playing in your mind. And then if you want to take this even further and see how you would apply this to your yearly plan, your quarterly check-ins and quarterly planning, your monthly planning, your weekly planning, and your daily planning, then please head over to maketimeforbusiness.com. I am so excited to be creating this brand new course for you that's going to take you through yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily planning so you can make sure to get the things done that make money so you can do less. This is essentially a course on applying the 80-20 rule. Really, there's so much more to it, but that's like a big aspect of it. And you will get it completely for free for the two first weeks of February. And during the month of January, I am doing an amazing preparation ramp up with an emailed curated curriculum for you and a weekly Facebook Live in our Do Less Facebook group. So head over to maketimeforbusiness.com to get in on that. And please do share, let us know how the 80-20 rule goes for you. What are your results? How does it revolutionize your life? It will revolutionize your life and business if you apply it. So that's what we got for you. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe. You're savvy enough to know that if you make optimal use of your precious time and energy, achieving your business dreams in 2020 will be inevitable. I am creating a brand new course called Make Time for Business. Do the things that make money so you can do less and you can get it absolutely free for a limited time. So head over to maketimeforbusiness.com. Again, that's Make timeforbusiness.com and get yourself on the wait list so you can be the first to know when this course becomes available for free. See you there.